0: Bum 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 Yeah What what, what are we celebrating? 420 420
1: What What were you talking about? I
0: don't know 420 shit Some funny shit Some funny shit? 420
1: 420 funny shit Oh man we sound like a bunch of chipmunks and Satan.
0: Yeah, so, sounds like the uh, Christmas critters from South Park. Come on, y'all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we worship Satan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to say some, something like, come on, y'all. We all could get along. And then... Uh, talk about massacring somebody and playing with their blood and then fornicating.
1: <laughs> you know what that episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah. B- Christmas Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: The uh, imagination. Band where they're like, yeah. come on, y'all. We can just uh, rip their eye out and then use the blood as lube and <laughs> Fuck them in their eye socket. Give them <laughs> AIDS.
1: <laughs> we, we worship Satan. We love to use blood as lubricant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're like, man, oh my God.
0: We're always talking about like dark shit. This. <laughs> I,
1: I see that. But, yeah. Fucking <laughs> like South Park, man. Uh, man. Geniuses. Of course. Of but you fucking know what's cool. also genius? outside the circle. Go!
0: Boom!
2: Welcome back to Outside the Circle with Professor Satan and
3: Mad Mac, with special guest, not a shaman.
4: Hi, right, I'm not a shaman. <laughs>
3: Shy or if we want to get uh, maybe uh, Hebrew, Hebrewish, <laughs> is that what it is? Be like the yaman, <laughs> not <What>? a yaman. <laughs> yaman. We're yeah. we're
4: cl- a Jew. <laughs> what a jew <laughs> a jew yeah. well, that's basically yeah. a
2: jew <laughs> <laughs> hug, yeah. I, don't, I don't think jews celebrate 420
4: though that's what we're doing here today mm. oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah we did we did do that a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. That's
3: how we, that's how you enter this show it's a 420 special what do you expect
2: well mad mac i think we should uh break our arms jerking ourselves off a little bit how many countries listen to us as of this podcast.
3: Um, I don't know. We have to look at it. It,
2: Eight. Eight countries, United States, Mexico, Argentina, United Kingdom, Australia, Sweden, Germany, and Nepal. Ooh. So to all those people.
3: What's up? Thanks for listening. Thank you. We're very, we feel very honored for your listen. So
4: (laughs) it's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: shout out to them
2: when i saw germany i'm like "Ah, that makes sense (laughs) oh
3: wow well because
2: the the
3: germans i think it's because like a lot of people actually do speak english in the other parts of the world yeah and germans speak a lot of english yeah the one that surprised me was nepal yeah so random you know where nepal's at i looked it up because i was south asia right yeah Yeah. i was like i knew where it kind of was but i was like where exactly is it Right. And it's literally right between like the northeast corner of India and like the southwest corner of China, right there where it meets. It's literally like this little tiny country. Damn, and I'm like, we're, wow. We're,
2: we're getting all up in there.
4: What, do you know, what does that feel like to have that kind of reach?
2: I don't
3: like, know. That's the internet for you, man.
2: No, it hasn't hit us, right? It hasn't hit me. I'm just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, that, that's
3: know. that's something that's so crazy about the internet is it's something that can connect us all. And even though everybody's saying, more racism, more racism, more division. More division. The internet is bringing us closer together than ever. If we could just realize that, like we're all in this together, we're all part of the human struggle. And even no matter what your skin color, race, religion, uh, language, you know what I mean. Like we like being united. If we can, we really don't like killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <coughs> Human history, you yeah. well, I'm saying with the, in, the what yeah. I'm saying is the in, that's the thing. Before then they didn't have the internet. Yeah. So all you saw look how we've talked about the tribalism, how easy it is to get like into a tribal mentality just for right. something as simple as this you in your job, this department versus this department, night shift versus day shift. It's always got a, but the internet is something that's like slowly breaking that down more than it ever has is that You know, how many countries for hundreds of thousands of years and like humans always were fighting, even though they were like, they would have sometimes the same religious things, very similar languages, but they would just literally be like, we don't like you for something simple as you don't believe how we believe. So we're going to fucking kill you. You know what I mean? But now Mm -hmm. we're seeing like everybody's more connected with the internet. We can see your religion. We can listen. We could learn your language. It's like, oh, we're not that different. We have the same struggles. People get annoyed here. They, they hate going to their nine to five. They want to do something better. You know what I mean? The internet's making everybody realize like, yeah, we might do different stuff, but internally we're kind of all the same yeah, we're at all some
4: s- level. Struggling with yeah. the, the human experience just yeah. like Depression,
3: yeah.
4: uh,
3: whatever, fighting with your significant others, your children, your yeah. whatever, getting pulled over, being that, stuck in traffic.
2: Yeah, like he said, the human experience. Yeah. Yeah it's really crazy but it's 420 so anyone know anything about 420 like why, why yeah. what's up with that what was why was that a thing you, i Did just i just what?
3: researched it today because i uh-huh. find out the official official <laughs> <laughs> reason it's called 420 20 20 20 20 20, 20, 20. <laughs> that is
4: really trippy trippy <laughs> trippy trippy, trippy. <laughs> yeah. so you know, there's a lot of different.
3: There's uh, a lot of different stories. I don't remember all the like myths of 420 exactly. There's quite a few of them where people thought it was like from Bob Dylan songs to certain time people were born to musicians this, deaths of that. It just all this crazy stuff. And then finally, someone came like found the official definition of, or like where it came from. Literally, these kids in California. Typical wald they were called the waldos <laughs>
2: what they had like a
3: because you know think it's crazy to think that at a certain point in time like the movies like greece and the greasers like oh we had a little club man that's kind of what they were there's like this little club okay. the waldos that's weird they're like they're the potheads okay. of the school and they oh. kind of started spreading it around saying yeah man 420 420 hey you're gonna go to 420 you're gonna beat us at this place at 420 like you know what I mean? And yeah. it caught on around the school. Well, the, where it exploded was one of the guys in the Waldos, his older brother, played in uh, The Grateful Dead. And he started spreading around with his bandmates, hey, 420, and they, they liked it too. They had on one of their posters back then, The Grateful Dead, literally listed what 420 meant, why they were using it so much. It was, this is the time we smoke pot this is a funny thing we liked it and literally Grateful Dead like pretty much blew it up even though the pre-internet days yeah that was what they did and that's how it got to be a thing and that's how it blew up through the world is because it because basically because of Grateful Dead spreading it from just some (laughs) some random little joke some friends came up with and then everybody started saying it
4: yeah that's Crazy. Pretty fucking crazy. crazy, I feel like I should never have called myself a stoner and not known that. That's crazy. (laughs) I just had (laughs) to look it up because I'd always heard
3: Yeah. It's a crazy story. I'd heard I'd heard something about it was a school some school kids, but I was still like, I was confused because I'm like, how did a bunch of just school kids do it? Like just by themselves pre internet? No fucking way. That was the piece I didn't know. The Grateful Dead thing, I was like, oh, that makes sense, man. Obviously, everybody come to their concerts, and they'd yeah. always put 420 or mention it, and finally they said, and then that's when all the people were like, oh, yeah, that's awesome, 420, man. And then it became a national holiday. Huh. Well, not really, but yeah, <laughs> an, well. an unofficial international <laughs> holiday. <laughs> right. It's a pretty fucking crazy story, though. I know I was blown away. So
2: the Waldo's that blew me away. <laughs>
1: I'm just like, it's crazy how <laughs> the it's most irrelevant thing.
3: A <laughs> long, uh, such a long time ago, people were able to spread that information. Pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Something about California. Like, I don't like it, but oh man, yeah. It's not. I mean, Mad Max from California. I.
3: It's like anything. Uh, everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody. Like, some, some people like something some about stuff. Californians, though, right? Well, because California, wh- where do you think the Waldo's, like, where their school was at? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like California.
2: Californians are more, like, out there, right? Like, they're more mm. willing to go out there. I mean, man, I'm going to have dude. to admit it. Uh, I'm from California, too. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> yeah. California I, way? California way, dude. You're from California I was way. born in Los Angeles, yeah. Oh. oh shit yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> so shameful yeah for how
3: long how long did you live in uh, i don't
2: know a few years but i was raised in texas so <laughs> <laughs> you did it
3: before elon musk and joe rogan did <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> it's- it's- you so, heard, yeah right like you i see all
2: these people doing things and for the most part they're from california right and then like when you tell people around here that you're doing it you have a podcast they're like and I think about it. I'm like, man, Mad Max from California. I'm from California. Is there like a
1: thing going? Like, is there, is there something you got about that. that?
4: There's a vibe.
3: There's something in California <laughs> that it's. You want to know my like the theory? Kind of is like unofficial scientific like Mad Max theory. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it from what people. It? It's not just me. But anyways, the you know people in California they're more progressive in a reason. Sometimes it gets a little too progressive, obviously, but at the end of the day, they make a lot of shit when people live there because it's like just this state of like, go get after shit. Everybody's in a state that's just like, you know, it's so expensive there. You got to keep up. You want to keep up. You know what I mean? Everybody's got that mentality of like, let's fucking go, you know, where since it's so much cheaper.
2: Yeah. But yeah. In
3: more chill, the 1800s, like, And all the people that went out to California, it's like, went through the gold rush, you know what I mean? Yeah, California sucks now, but... (laughs) There's something about California. Have you ever been to California?
4: Yeah, I was uh, stationed in California when I was in the uh, military. Yeah, I was in the Marine Corps, and uh, yeah, I was stationed there, and I was only ever exposed to, like, San Diego and uh, 29 Palms, which is where I was stationed, which is like a giant desert, and it's like... I don't know, a wasteland of depression and misery. <laughs> it, they, they use it as a training area because it's probably like one of the closest simulations to like being in Afghanistan, as far as the terrain, the environment, the heat, all of that, you know, it's very similar to what mm-hmm. it would be like to be in Afghanistan. So I think they picked a miserable spot. I want to say that uh, when they before they, the military, before the Marine Corps purchased 29 Palms, uh, when it was up for sale, the land, the army uh, made a statement about it saying that something along the lines of uh, this was uninhabitable to human life <laughs> or something along those lines, and then the Marine Corps was like, fuck it, I guess. I, I don't oh, know. damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, that's crazy it's that awesome. our
3: government's literally just like, this basically patch of land is like, no one's going to want to live there the logistics of getting anything out there are just ri- ridiculous like trying to pump water to somewhere like you're going to lose so much water through the pipes like it'd be it'd be pointless to even put a civilization there <laughs> yeah. so they're just like they know they're just like fuck it we'll just we'll just own it cuz isn't it like nevada since it's so much freaking desert isn't it the most of the lands all like government owned land because i'm not sure yeah Maybe. it's yeah. something like that right yeah. because like, it's every ones basic-
2: out there right yeah yeah and then there's the like salt flats right and then there's uh yeah there's a lot of like uh, nuclear waste uh military uh spots out there right yeah
3: because basically no one's gonna buy it what are you gonna do out there
2: like what are you how are you gonna storage that's why yeah that's
3: you have to be close to water trying to transport the water is like really hard across the desert obviously yeah so it's like yeah that's really interesting so it's called 29 palms in yeah. california yeah. it's close to is it, it must be close to san diego or yeah
4: no? there's uh palm springs is probably the closest like yeah. destination i've heard of palm springs yeah and a lot of like high-end celebrities go there they have their yeah. names on the on the sidewalks and then uh I, they have a lot of really expensive sh- short uh, stores like Gucci and things like that. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the.
3: It's like a yeah. Calabasas almost. Yeah, where it's like nothing but freaking rich people because it's so jerking themselves
2: expensive. off at the expense of anyone. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what kills that state. It's like they keep yeah the, snotty as fuck. Yeah. But, uh Um. So 420, it's all about marijuana, right? But psychedelics in general, huh?
3: Pretty much the hippie, because Grateful Dead, yeah, hippies. Yeah. Grateful Dead was really big into. Sh- Like psychedelics, marijuana. And and marijuana
4: is to a degree a mild psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the dosage, especially, you can have like almost a trip, like a mild trip. It's nothing like taking shrooms or LSD, but yeah. Yeah.
2: So we're going to talk about psychedelics and shit, right? And how it's affected people. Oh, yeah. So who wants to start? Because I mean, we've talked about marijuana pretty much often on this rooms. and you know it's it's kind of mild not yeah. really much there but what's beyond what psychedelics
4: I've had some wild experiences with mushrooms in my life and uh I'll give you a little bit of history about myself and it will kind of make you understand why they've had such a profound impact on me I was raised really religious I went to a Baptist church growing up and I had to go multiple times a week and adhere to all their rules and their get togethers. And it really like controlled me in a lot of ways as a young teenager, especially it, uh, you know, there was a fear that was kind of put in me of like, am I going to go to hell if I make the wrong decisions? Like I always had that weighted over me. Let me ask you something real quick. Yeah. I
2: don't mean to intervene, but Mad Mac and I both also grew up very religious, right? So I want to ask you, with all that being instilled in you, was there a sense that you kind of felt like this is bullshit?
4: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Because that's how I felt growing up Catholic. Oh, yeah. Like, I always it's, asked why. Why is shit like that? Why are these rules? Why, why, why? And most people don't, right? Like, most yeah. people in that just like, oh, yeah. fuck it. it. It says that, then that's how it's going to yeah. be. But certain people are not like yeah,
4: that. Yeah, I was definitely, I definitely stand it out. Like, people knew that I was different. Like, I'm a, I'm a pretty open-minded person, and it, like, things that they were saying that seemed like they were saying them out of love, out of God's love. I'm looking at it like, wow, that's like harsh. That doesn't seem like it comes from a loving God, you know, just following these rules and, you know, being, dressing a certain way, you know, go. you have to go to Bible study so many times a week or God's upset with you. You're not, you know, the people in the church are looking at you like, where have you been? You know, it just, it wasn't conducive to What the idea, especially at the time, where I felt like there is a God, but if if He exists, He's probably not what these people are saying.
3: Yeah, I think with religion, like we we talked about a lot, is Christianity was probably just it it was it was designed to help people. I think in the beginning, with it's like, hey, you do these simple rules, you will be happier. That was like the goal. Yeah, like that's how it kind of seemed. But then at some level there was this, there's this like, you know, the punishing aspect. Yeah. It just seems a little like weird to be so a loving guy, but then also be like, I'm going to send you to the worst place (laughs) for
4: eternity. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my struggle with it is life is so short and finite to expect a human to figure it out. Yeah. And some people die young. I mean, and they're supposed to figure it out in that short life is so bizarre that you're exposed to so many different variables Man. and for you to be expected to you know live a
2: linear life
4: yeah live a li- linear life and then figure out you know in christianity that jesus you know you have to accept him as your savior and you have to believe it to come to that conclusion in such a bizarre world we live in like with so many different walks of life and so many different experiences you could be exposed to yeah like For you to come to that decision, if it were true, if like to say that it were true, like you're winning a lottery almost. If you just look at the grand scheme of things of like billions of people that have ever lived. I'm like, I looked it up once there's like over, a, it's estimated that there's been over a hundred billion. It might be a lot more than that, that people that have ever lived like on earth. Now imagine how many of those people genuinely said they, you know, accepted Christ as their savior. Yeah, and, I, and how many of those other people didn't? That's, it's an unfathomable amount of people that would be burning in hell right now. Like, that yeah. just seems like a terrible plan. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's a God, you're, t- you're talking about, let's, let's just throw out the number five billion. Five billion people are Christians and they accepted it. That, that leaves 95 to 100 billion people burning in hell right now. <laughs> That seems outrageous. Like yeah, for and for someone that says that they love us too, right? Yeah, yeah. That just yeah. it just I don't know. It just there's something intuitively inside me. Well,
2: that, I think it's the notion of being a parent, right? Like as a parent, you don't tell your kids like you tell them, you're a little, you're harsh with them to an extent, right? Yeah. But you're not gonna let them burn in fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah if you really love your kid, if they fuck up, you're gonna go. I'm I, I'm disappointed. Like cliche, I'm disappointed in you, but you're not gonna. If you're a good, loving parent. You're not going to be like, "Oh, sorry, I'm going to throw you
2: in a freaking furnace because for <laughs> eternity."
4: Because
2: yeah. I, you I did. Yeah. <laughs> I think that comes from our comprehension of what is to love. Yeah. Something that we've created that's a part of us, right? Mm. Yeah. I think that's where that comes from, and they always paint God's our creator. God made us in His image. We're yeah. His children. Then it's like, does it make sense? Does it make fucking sense? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I. When it comes to Christianity, specifically, since it's been a part of my life for so long, and it was something that I it's taken me a long time to get over the dogmatic aspect, especially you know what I believe right now, I definitely think I think there's a God there might not be who knows nobody fucking knows anyone for that sure. cl- anyone that claims
3: they knows is- they just start a cult yeah. and become a cult leader <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, but I, I I at least like to live I. I enjoy thinking that I have some level of relationship with a God. You know, yeah, I know it, what you're saying. It brings me comfort about the exi- my existence. You know, yeah. some people might say that's illogical. I, I don't get, I don't care. Yeah.
3: I'm, I think cause if you, you look at, I don't know, you look at a lot of science obviously and the, you know, I cause I'm believer in evolution. Yeah. There's a lot of those things where I'm like, obviously Christians don't like that, but I'm like, I'm not just cause I'm saying that evolution happened. Doesn't mean that, God couldn't, like some sort of like it's Professor Satan. and I've talked about it, just like some sort of life force. I mean, I feel like a lot of people yeah. have talked about it. Some
2: you go back to some something sort of like we light can't comprehend mm. something that you know. Yeah, we we talked about it. What if we, when we die, we go back to like the source of it all, which is basically yeah. this energy life source we call the life stream yeah. that is beyond this plane that we know in some other fucking dimension, without really uh, like no bodies. Just we're just. Mm light Just, and we go into like
4: yeah some something no yeah and that's some. how that's how i feel and i think that psychedelics can bring you to that state of like before you were programmed and allow you to look at your thoughts and look at the you look at yourself as a person how you behave the ideas about what you think the world looks like you know it any it, it, it it's like it cuts away all the bullshit all the programming, all the bullshit and allows you to look with objective clarity about your life, about life, what is life. And it just, uh, those types of thoughts, especially run like ring through you, you know, while you're tripping your ass off. I mean, (laughs) especially this last experience that I had with, with you. And I mean, I've done mushrooms, probably seven, eight, nine times, somewhere around there, but they were all I had one experience that was my second experience. Uh, The first experience I had, I did a small amount of mushrooms with a friend and we just watched like Tom Petty music videos and it it was a great fucking time. Like I I, I sat down, I looked at myself in the mirror and you know, things are kind of wavy or whatever. I wasn't tripping, it was just a small amount. I was looking at myself and I remember all the, insecurities that I had about the way I look, you know, my weight, I wish I was more fit. Um, Just, you know, wrinkles on my face, you know, I was starting to have a receding hairline, like all the things that I focused on a lot that was like in my consciousness a lot was like I looked at and I finally realized it was bullshit. Like, all those thoughts, all those ideas I had about myself, they mean nothing. You know, these are just physical bodies that we're carrying until whatever happens. I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. But it just made me realize all this vanity, this yeah. vain look I had at myself was, was nonsense. And because I had that awesome kind of experience with my friend, the f- like two weekends later, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a lot more. Okay. <laughs> and... Dun, dun, dun. Where the problems
3: always seem to
2: arise. <laughs> uh, just fix it with a little more. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit more.
4: I'll add a side note. I found this out maybe two months ago. This this experience happened two, roughly two years ago. Um the I've found out that this strain of mushrooms are called albino penis envy. And I had no idea what they were. The person I got them from did not tell me, hey, these are a lot more potent than like common mushrooms that you find. Like be be careful, you know. Take be take a considerable dose before you like jump into it because I found out it's like two to three times stronger than like the common mush like magic mushroom. And I took a six gram dose. Five grams of dried mushrooms is considered a heroic dose. That was a coin that was that was a term that was coined by Terence McKenna. He was a famous psychedelic researcher. Yeah, we
2: know about Terrence McKenna. Yeah, yeah.
4: and he, yeah, five dried grams of mushrooms is what he suggested was a heroic dose. I ate six grams of penis envy mushrooms, which is more like twelve grams of mushrooms as my second psychedelic experience. And I was going through a lot of hardship in my life at the time. I was very, I was very angry, angry about, you know, I was starting to leave the re- the religious aspect of me behind. I had been listening to the Joe Rogan experience and that really kind of got the ball rolling for me is, you know, there's, there's things I disagree with Joe about, but I, he, his podcast is like helped me immensely grow as a person, just being exposed to different people with different, uh, perspectives and different ideas about life. Yeah. And it kind of popped the bubble I was living in and it made me realize, you know, maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, as far as, you know, I was very preachy to people about, you know, God and Jesus. And yeah, you know, like looking back on who I was versus who I am now is a Fundamentally different person. Like I'm, I'm so far removed from that person. It's like that person died. Yeah, and that's what's really weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, so I have this experience with this penis envy mushrooms, and the world comes alive around me, and I start freaking out. Like, I'll, I'll tell you the little story leading up to it. My girlfriend and I are arguing in the car. She We're supposed to go to uh, a fire and hang out with some friends, and I thought, well, I had a good time last time with mushrooms. Just like pot, if I just eat a bunch of mushrooms, it'll just make me be have a good time. But I was in a negative mindset. I thought that it would help that you're not you're not supposed to take mushrooms if you're in a negative mindset. You're not supposed to you know, because that that's where bad trips come from, and. I I start. We're driving in her Jeep Cherokee, and as I'm driving, the front of the vehicle I can now see through it. So there's no front of the vehicle in my perspective. <laughs> so I'm freaking the fuck out a little oh, bit. Oh fuck! It Jesus. Was the the, the sh- it was at night. So there's the street lights were like like glowing down like like they were. I don't know like a flying saucer light like to the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild and I was this is not what I expected at all. I did like I heard I heard about psychedelics from Joe Rogan. I've heard I've heard people talk about them. I'm like uh you know it's just like getting high but you see things. No. <laughs> it's not that at all. Like it's it was I felt like I melted into whatever the experience I was having was. So <laughs> I'm starting to free, I'm starting I'm def- to
3: real quick and just interject it's kind of like you were just like losing your consciousness was going back into the simulation or something oh, you're yeah. just like no, melting
1: back
2: out of the simulation or, or, yeah. okay
3: yeah back out but you yeah. know what i mean like back into yeah. the, maybe the life stream or whatever it is that like, what happens it's like you you you're almost like melting into hmm.
4: reality yeah that's what it, yeah 100 yeah, i could just feel my consciousness just like leaving me and just becoming a part of everything it was it was <laughs> it was nuts <laughs> it's like for a while, I had PTSD about it, yeah, I mean legitimately, like and I hate to throw what around that term because you know there's people who real really yeah legitimate I know PTSD. what you're saying it's but like the best, but it, but as far as for me, it gave you anxiety, yeah to think about it, yeah, and um I would I start freaking out and I'm like, just drop me off at home, I don't I can't go to the fire, I'll just go. Lay in bed and go to sleep or something. I'll, I'll try to go to sleep. That was one of the worst decisions I ever made. And I go up in my room and I'm just. I mean, I'm becoming. I'm. I'm in a different dimension. I mean, it's. It's.
3: Could you not move either? Were sounds getting,
4: fucking awesome. Uh, it was. It was horrifying. To but me. you couldn't really move, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it sounds fucking awesome. He's like, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't. I think that's to the level because you
3: you get to the point where yeah, you can't even move now.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm sitting in my bed, and the world is morphing around me. Like,
2: oh shit, sounds awesome.
4: I. Well, I'm. You know, at, at the time, I'm still struggling with, like, I was struggling with my relationship at the time. I was struggling with my my faith at the time the life decisions like I hated my job and uh yeah I all of that was compounded in my mind so like I I'm feeling the fullness of like all of it I'm experiencing all those feelings and like to like they're right in my face and I start looking down at my arms and my hands and they're disappearing they're disappearing I'm, they're reappearing. They're disappearing. They're reappearing, and I'm got this overwhelming, overwhelming sensation like I'm ceasing to exist, like that my consciousness was going to become. It was just going to just disappear into the ethereal, whatever the fuck I was experiencing, and that was death. I mean, I I had real ego death, and right before it got to that bad, I called my girlfriend. I was like, I'm freaking the fuck out like I I feel like I might be dying whatever like please come home and like you know try to help me comfort me or something like I I need I needed to hold on to something that was real because nothing felt real anymore and I she gets there and she's a person with like bad anxiety herself she struggles with her own anxiety so for I'm freaking out and I'm holding on to her, and I, I just, I look down. There's no, there's no bed. There's nothing. There's just, it's just, just infinite color, infinite like everything below me. I don't even know how. I, I feel like I'm literally hanging on to her, like. And if I would have let go in my head, I was done. I was there was no me anymore. Like I would just, I would have lost myself. So I was fighting it. The problem was I should have let go. Yeah. But yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know what I was. I didn't know what yeah. I was getting myself into. <laughs>
2: so can I? Uh, so listening to this, it seems like all those uh, things you were holding back, like all those insecurities yeah. and shit, kind of hit yeah. you hard because it was kind of like it was. That was telling you, like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's affecting you, and you're yeah. feeling them, right? But the whole disappearing of the hands, and then that I felt like that was. Like, the universe telling you, let go of all that, oh, and yeah. you'll let go. Yeah. Like, you need to let go. Yeah. Like, this is why those things hurt you so much you haven't yeah. let go. Yeah. And then that what you said about your girlfriend, and you're, you're like, I should let go. Yeah, I think that's the universe that was telling you, can you let go, dude? Like, just let go. And that's the problem with humans, right? Yeah. We can't let go. Yeah.
4: can't let go of a
2: lot of things. Yeah. That's our biggest problem. Yeah,
4: bro. and it, it was, I mean, there's more craziness to, to the trip i mean like i start i see my girlfriend she's in front of me but she's something else she's not my girlfriend her sister shows up so i'm freaking out like i'm thinking like take me to the fucking hospital yeah, like so something can... I, I i legitimately think i'm dying like I, I in my head and then there comes a point where i i thought i was dead and that i was trying to recall memories on whether i had a funeral or not like what the fuck? <laughs> and, and then uh i was having my girlfriend looked at me in my eyes and you know they're fully dilated and she said it looked like i was n- no longer there like at all and
3: yeah the b- the blue part of your eye was just black, black. like you had a black oh yeah um, and what retina
4: Pupil, pupil, yeah. pupil.
3: Yeah. Oh, not Yeah, pupil. That's crazy.
4: And I couldn't remember what I did for a living.
2: Because it didn't matter.
4: Yeah, I couldn't remember. This is this is where it hit me hard. I couldn't remember the name of my only child, and couldn't remember his name. I couldn't remember anything about him. Couldn't remember, like I couldn't remember anything. Almost, I I had a vague knowledge of me as a person, but everything else was fucking gone so that freaked my girlfriend out she thought i you know she, i'm gonna be in a straitjacket after this that was or, probably yeah, you're what's like <laughs> you're gonna have to go to a
3: therapist and hopefully remind you who you are <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah. you're gonna come back almost like a a vegetable of a
2: human because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're just like i don't remember anything but you know all that makes sense though yeah because that you couldn't remember your job was because it didn't matter that you couldn't remember your your uh, child is because it didn't matter and I, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that but Look, man, to become total zen, right? And I think Gandhi did this. He let go of his family. He let go of everything. You have to basically let go of everything because it doesn't matter, dude. It's At the end of the day, you're going to die by yourself, and you're the only one that's going to cross that. No one else is. So in the sense, nothing and no one matters. See what I'm saying? To become total zen. I mean, even in Star Wars, that's used for the Jedi. That's why you don't create attachment to anything so that you can stay total zen. That's why you don't create attachment to people, to nothing, to nothing. And I feel like what those shrooms were doing to you was getting rid of the, your programming, which is attachment to people, is also part of programming. This is why you couldn't remember these things. It was like the universe was telling you none of it matters.
4: Yeah, yeah, And that's what one hundred percent what it did. And that I come down from this trip, you know, I'm sobbing my eyes out. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm, I'm just letting it all out. I, I'm apologizing to my girlfriend. I'm apologizing to her sister. I, uh, I start contacting people and apologizing to the way I treated them. Like I was a legitimate asshole and I didn't realize how much of an imp negative impact I was having on the people around me. And, uh, sorry, I get a little emotional thinking about it, but it was, it was a very powerful event in my life. And, uh, so for a few months, I was really depressed because I was like, I've been living my life as a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and who the fuck am I now? And- See, yeah.
2: it goes back to what I said. It makes sense. It got rid of the programming. So right. you kind of go into a depression because it got rid of the program. Because whole, your whole life, you're programmed a certain way. So you think this is real. This is who you are. And when something like that happens and it just wipes it away... Yeah, you're gonna be depressed for a while because now what? Yeah,
4: I mean, I was legit. I went through like a hard depression for a few months, and I had to like build myself back up as a person. Yeah,
3: (laughs) my thought is is going because Professor Satan is saying like that you have to give everything up, include like no personal attachments, nothing. Everything's been given up. But there's some level that I disagree with, because I, I forgot about that with Gandhi. Yeah, he even gave up, like, he'd go on the month fast and, like, give up his... He was even basically trying to kill himself, essentially. Yeah, like,
2: but what I'm trying to say with that is that in order to become total zen, you yeah. don't have to be. That's yeah. the thing. If you choose to be total zen, it, it, it and that's what a, you have to do.
4: It gave me a taste of that to know that that's a thing. Yeah. It allowed me to... There has to be a balance, and I realized, yeah. 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 And that... And that's what we were discussing before the podcast, like back in the 60s and 70s when people were like tripping on psychedelics all day yeah. long, every day. Just partying, yeah, just having par-
3: orgies, like you're saying, because you, they, they do it so much, they just literally didn't give a fuck to yes. the point that it was just like, you're literally just out in the woods <laughs> doing nothing.
4: Like It's just peace, love, you know, yeah. anti, I mean, it's the anti-war movement, like everything makes sense. But then- yeah. But if, you, if you're a person that uses them like irregularly, like you, t- you do it once in a lifetime or you do it once a year or once every few years, like there's a balance mm-hmm. you can find because you, you can get a taste of the real world and psychedelics can make the real world feel like it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And there has to be a balance. You can't, you can't be all in one way or the other. They're, yeah, for like, a- sure.
2: If you, if you go total zen, you're kind of giving up life. That's the yeah. problem. Because if you look at it, like Buddha, he went total Zen. He gave up yeah. everything. And there was that one young guy that people were thinking he was uh, the reincarnation of Buddha. Remember, he was like in a tree for so many days without eating or some shit. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, that's what you do. To go total Zen, you give up life, basically. It's like, yeah.
3: fuck life. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole story of Jesus. I mean, it's literally, he's just born, doesn't do, he's been Zen. Him, and that's what why Jesus wins. He's kind of like, He's gone Zen his whole life from birth. Like, nothing else. He was, like, made to be total Zen forever.
2: If you listen to Christianity, they talk about how you have to give yourself up for God, right? Yeah. So, in a sense, you should be total Zen and give everything up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you're closer to God because, in a sense, you've given up life and every earthly attachment and physical attachment. And you you're are in right, yeah. another plane and in connection with your creator, who yeah. is beyond this realm. And you are given up to the universe, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But that's
4: and that's very apparent, that.
3: and that's very apparent in a lot of the religions. Isn't that weird? Like the, that, that you should do it like that, and people don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Buddhism's basically the same thing as yeah. what you're saying. What Jesus was representing, right. like this: give up, give up, con- or I'm sorry, give up your flesh vehicle and just become the consciousness that you are and that's it it's yeah. all that
2: matters but i don't think like there's some truth to like i feel like that is true that none of that shit matters right but yeah. it's up to us in a sense but like th- then you think about like then why were we why are we here then if it's not to enjoy life like if the truth is that none of it matters then wouldn't purpose be to enjoy it then to yeah. find meaning in it yeah it's it's
4: it's all about experience that's the only thing that's actually real. The future, the past—like we focus so m- much on either of those things about where we're headed, where we're from, what happened to us—we focus yeah. on all these things. But really, what's what matters is experience. Is the now, the it's present. the now, it's the present. Yeah. That's where you live life, and a lot of people miss that, and then yeah. then they die, and then they realize, and at death, like I miss the moment i didn't yeah. live in the moment like what why you know yeah and
3: that's where you can be this kind of thinking is gonna bring humans together i feel like a lot more than because before you didn't like i kind of say you didn't see that it's really easy to like just want to stick on yourself oh you know you get a lot of like countries you know these psychedelics have been illegal and stuff like that that's why yeah. you they have such like humans used to have such a toxic mindset Mm. up until basically things like psychedelics and stuff like that have like calmed people down overall
2: and made them be a little more like, well, look, dude, we talk about often how, um, like particularly men, we talk about how we've been Um, denied our whats what is, what it is to be a man. Right. And we find other ways to express our, you know, um, but that can be said about everyone in the world, right? Through programming, we've been programmed to basically be something we're not. And we're so focused on that shit. And when you take psychedelics, it breaks that, yeah. right? And this is why psychedelics are illegal. And it's oh, it, it's yeah. on purpose. If it, people like people want to say, oh, that sounds like conspiracy, I don't give a fuck. It's, it's, it's true, yeah. okay? Lighted I percent. Mean, governments, religions. Uh, why do you think, like, when you were talking about how religion started as a good thing, it's because someone got the idea of, like, hey, I can control people. If I just, yeah. you know, add a little, uh, tighten, tighten the uh, the punishment part a little more, I could get more control, and that's what happens. That's what happens. I mean, as humans, this yeah. is what some do over others, yeah. and but this is why like psychedelics are illegal, which is bullshit. But you know, it kind of makes sense if you're in power, yeah. it makes sense. Keep everyone yeah, in the dumb. Yeah, but
4: but, but they but the government will write it off. They're not. They're not. They're not going to admit to that. No, of course, no. no. No one is. No, they're they're going to say it, it's just like any other hard drug. It, you know, makes people right. crazy. You know, they yeah. hallucinate, whatever. And but I, I, the real reason that too is that it's a, it can be potentially on the dosage, how big of a dose you take, can be yeah. a one-time cure-all solution to your mental health.
3: Yeah, yeah. they've literally yeah. shown.
4: And In, instead of you know prescribing you antidepressants and anxiety medication that never
3: really fixes you they've literally had people with it cure i don't know about one treatment for ptsd but i definitely know i'd heard some stories of like people quitting smoking after one dosage of shrooms or stopping alcohol off of like one dosage of shrooms and when they really like they really wanted it they were like i want to be off alcohol I'll try this new th- testing they do in Oregon. You take the shrooms, and it'll literally, people have, it's rewires your brain. Shrooms r- literally can rewire your brain. Your brain connections have like, you know, that's Pathways. why people, they get addicted to alcohol, because it's like your brain connects fun, alcohol, fun, alcohol. All they do is think about it all day, and this like rewires it to stop doing that. Well, talking
2: about that, um, people will get, you know PTSD because subconsciously they know that they're programming they're being fed is bullshit, right? Think so. Yeah, I think I think subconsciously, like I think all of us, like people that. Suffer from so-called depression. I think it's because of the constant programming of bills, job, school, oh, yeah. people, oh, yeah. relationships. Yeah. Uh, make more money, buy this, buy that. It's yeah. it's unnatural, yeah. and yeah. subconsciously we're fighting it. And a lot of people can't handle it, right? Yeah. So yeah. what happens? They go to a doctor because that's what you got to do, right? Oh, but what's the doctor gonna do? Make you a repeat customer? Let me just drug you up here. You'll wow. feel fine, yeah. Right. But psychedelics a will it. break that, and like you said, it's been proven that that this stuff does that. Why do you think? because psychedelics breaks all that the programming that's yeah. what it breaks the programming which was the first that was a problem in the beginning and it's broken and now people are like yeah, yeah i don't have that no more yeah
4: and it and it and it really makes you realize how small you are in the grand scheme of things that's another thing is like your your who you are as a person on the majesty of you know creation of you know The cosmos, like how small and insignificant you are, and then that in turn makes you realize how small and insignificant your problems are.
3: That's the biggest thing for me has always been that it just makes you realize, like, my problems either don't matter or they're like, you go, I I could do it now. Like for me, Mm. I've had for my most life changing psychedelic experiences. I was like sixty pounds heavier than I am now and took shrooms a couple of times once on a, like a heavier dose on an empty stomach. But this is like, while when shrooms weren't that strong, like even just like 10 years ago, it's crazy <laughs> oh, yeah. how they they were like so weak back then. But literally that trip, I looked at myself in the mirror and was like, I need to lose weight. And I know how, I I know I can do it. I just gotta do it. Like mm. I'm not happy. This is something that's not, has made me unhappy. And I've been putting it off, putting it off. Like it was just sitting in my subconscious saying, hey, you know you don't like how you look, but you're just like, you keep, fuck that. No, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to listen to it. And then finally, Shroom said, no, listen here, motherfucker. This is you. what you should do if you want to be different yeah. now. If you want to change your mental, if you want to be happier, because I mean, some people could be overweight and they're happy with it. I, that's you. That's you. It's good. But for me, I was like, being overweight did not make me happy. You know what I mean? And I, instead of always just what you're saying, like, depression and all this programming i just kept putting it off putting out no it's okay to be fat like in america they kind of you know oh no it's okay to be overweight
2: especially now <laughs> yeah
3: that's what i'm saying yeah. and if you are truly happy with being overweight that's fine but most people or know not. they're not they're truthfully not. this is why they're
2: overweight dude because food is like a drug so they yeah. keep
3: yeah. stuffing yeah. And their and face. it sucks it's so obviously
4: we it's I a distraction i mean it's just dis- people stuff their mouth because they're they're just they want to fill their lives with distractions. they don't want yeah. to focus on the negative the negative why, aspects am, I, of their why life. am I like
3: this
2: what's what's eating at me that's making me eat
3: but, but I, I, I like what he
2: said how his problems kind of surfaced like and i think I think it was it, that's what needs to happen. It's kind of like going into psychology you when you hear someone out and you kind of need to let them understand that you know these are problems they got to face on like most people be like, no, oh, you know. It's not you. Maybe it is you. You know what I mean? Like, these are things that you have to reprogram and you have to go through. A lot of people don't want to do that, man. We live in a world where everyone would rather blame someone else for their fucking problems. Or Or as I blame it on, that's why they've always made alcohol
3: the legal okay drug because it does the exact opposite. You can have the worst problems. You could be doing the, like, you could have horrible problems and you drink a couple, like, a couple drinks, five, six, the more you drink, you could, you're just like. You don't care. You don't care like at all. Fuck. Your problems yeah. do not matter. I'll work, I'll figure them out later. And then that's why it's so addictive because you're like, I'll figure it out later. You wake up the next day and now you feel like shit and you're like, oh my God, I have all these fucking problems. Yeah. I'm just going to go drink more <laughs> and forget yeah. about them again. And that's how you get so addicted to alcohol because it just like, you don't. You, you just want to keep shutting it off. It's basically like a legal antidepressant pill or whatever, yeah. you know, where it just kind of, like, numbs your mind. It's like the, just... wor-
4: it's the worst one, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's gu- too much it's fun g- when it's, you're doing it. It's and, good in moderation. And yeah. depending on who you are, you know, you can – it can be a social lubricant. And it yeah. can allow you to express your feelings and, you know t- – break your wall down with people yeah, you which know, is, good. Which yeah, is good and a lot of people need that so yeah,
2: that's why here in yeah. the podcast we offer alcohol to guests whenever they come yeah because it get them it a little does. more
3: talkative yeah i guess it's like anything yin and yang we talk about that a yeah. lot on the podcast and that's how it always is it's like that's that's basically the thought of like moderation because if you go one side or to the other things start balancing too far on the other end so you think alcohol is good you start drinking mm. shitloads of alcohol The yang also comes in of all these negatives that got to come in. You know what I mean? But if you keep it in moderation right on the line, the thing doesn't, it stays balanced. That's the whole point is like, oh, I know how to drink two drinks because that's going to give me a little bit of a breakdown of social walls, but it's not going to make me feel like shit the next day and want to drink more because I feel like shit and I want to get more fucked up. You know, how many times have you woken up with a bad, fucking hangover and you're almost like at a point of I just want to drink because I know it'll I know that's like a cure Mm. is to you know you've heard that like if you want to cure a bad
4: hangover drink a fucking beer when I was when I was in the Marine Corps I I, if I would have carried those habits into the civilian world I would have been a legitimate alcoholic I mean I was getting blackout drunk all the time And, and in my mind at the time if I was gonna drink, I wanted to black out, yeah, like that was the goal, and if I didn't black out i didn't I didn't have a good time, even yeah. though I woke up and felt like shit the next day and uh when it wasn't until I got out of the Marine Corps the very first time I smoked pot, and you know i'm twenty three somewhere twenty three twenty four years old and I was like, why why did I like why do people do that? Why do people fucking destroy their lives with alcohol? I mean, if, if you really need an addition to your life, choose this one. I mean, if you're going to abuse a substance, let it be marijuana cuz yeah. at the very least it's going to, you know, show you it's going to help you be a nicer person. I mean, it's going to let you let your guard down in a similar way to alcohol. Maybe not quite as immediate, but in yeah. the in the long term, it's going to like Soften you as a person a little bit, and it's gonna make you more open-minded. By, no, by being here's so. a weird thing
3: that this is kind of it's still on the subject of alcohol, marijuana, but kind of shifting it to you think there's this notion of that uh, like marijuana and alcohol, pretty much I think any drug, but definitely those two I know for sure lower testosterone a little. So yeah. you yeah. think it's kind of like this yin and yang that when you somewhat lower your testosterone a little bit it kind of takes that a little bit animal brain away for a little bit, yeah. you know? Cause that's what testosterone, like I've talked about it many times. Like sometimes men it's because of our testosterone. Sometimes we're so dumb. We're fucking smart. Cause it's like, there's those guys that sometimes just, they can do stuff just because it's like, mm. <laughs> people are like, you're never going to fucking make it bro. <laughs> like just quit. And there's yeah. that guy that just like, nah, man, it's that testosterone. Like, oh to fucking do everything <laughs> in a goddamn world. Yeah. But then Sometimes obviously that's that's being part of the program really hardcore so it get losing that a little bit of testosterone helps you helps allow you to like give up the program a little bit that that's yeah. not such an important thing money and yeah assets and being the biggest badass everywhere like right. it's not that important to do
2: right but um <clears throat> so when i when i did the uh, edible it like humbled me and uh I enjoyed it man um i'm not gonna lie like it's because i've always had like like sometimes i would like just stare at the sky and i'm like fuck that's so beautiful it looks nice right i'm enjoying this right and i never it never really hit me until it hit that edible that maybe our purpose in life is like to enjoy it if we were created even even if it's part of the simulation right like what if the creator's like hey you know um, I created this awesome thing, and I want you guys to take part in it, and I want you guys to enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, you know, this is part of the si- this is the simulation, right? Everything we yeah. feel, everything we do, maybe outside of it, this is why it seems like going zen it means nothing, right? It's because maybe outside there is nothing, yeah. and only in this simulation and this life there is something. This is why we're here to enjoy it, right? And, yeah. the, and the, I don't know, I, I I got that from that fucking animal, dude. <laughs> Yo, like, it hit me. Thing. like and, and before that, I was always, like, thinking, like, fuck, what well, does so all this bullshit mean? How come it, it's leading to nothing? It seems like there's nothing afterwards, right? Like, none of this shit means anything. And then it goes full circle. Well, what it means is that enjoy this fucking life. Oh, that's yeah. what that yeah. means. And yeah.
3: do how, that's the thing with, the problem with sometimes, like, ideologies is that, you get sucked into a certain one, whatever religion or whatever. And it's like, you can't break it. So it's like, say like with Christianity, you're kind of like, I think you were talking about it. <laughs> shaman, not a shaman. <laughs> um, That, you know, you had a lot of struggles with almost Christianity because it makes you feel like a bad person yeah. when you're like, I feel like, yeah, I'm not perfect, but like I try to do the, what i feel like is the right thing i think that's what it really boils down to and that's what most religions Mm. are basically getting at is like to do the right thing makes you happier than doing the wrong thing deep down you know that's why you have the brave hearts the jesus christ the you do these things of like being the ultimate truth sayer is the best thing because what is satanism or satan he's like the liar you don't want to even though the liar gets a lot more shit it's not a happy, good place to be. Like, you don't want to be the liar, the deceiver. You should be the guy that says the fucking truth. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you do that, you'll be happier at the end of the day. Because look at, like, I love Braveheart. So, like, William Wallace, like, even though he's basically going to die, he knows this is the right fucking thing to do. He's like, yeah. it doesn't matter if I die. Don't worry about it. Because it's kind of like another zen of letting go of, like, this is... Where I'm gonna be, I'm, where I'm gonna be happiest, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what they're really trying to get down with He's, the nirvana and Zen is like, you gotta find what makes you the happiest internally.
2: Well, I think religions need to imply to enjoy life, dude. That's the biggest problem with religion. Yeah. They never explain that, they, they never tell you. Cause I grew yeah. up Catholic, hardcore Catholic, yeah. and it was never in there. Mm. Enjoy life, never.
4: Yeah, yeah it was and always just about... like, the fuck? repenting and following making rules you feel like and, shit so you, yeah, could, yeah. you a, just be a sheep you're a you're oh. a sinner like, and
2: then everyone everyone there was like a fake saint they they all thought they were better than everyone yeah. else yeah but you know, the, they were just fake and i'm just like god damn dude
3: yeah the, hey these are i think we talked about it that raising your kids in any sort of really strict religion is kind of like a cult. mean
4: yeah it's good it's, it's in it and i don't want to I don't know if my mom's gonna listen to this, yeah. <laughs> but I I don't want to say she had she thought she was doing what was best. Good intentions. Yeah, she, yeah. Had, she had good intentions, but to a certain degree, it, it it's kind of child abuse. Yeah. I mean, if it's pushed too hard. If it's pushed too hard. Yeah. The now,
3: Scary. That I, and I think that's one good thing about Christianity. Is they are giving up a little bit on the scariness. I think to the adults maybe. I don't know. I but there's. Like, cause yeah, that's always like, it fucks with your head as a kid really bad. Like as yeah. you grow up, cause you're like, you have all these human urges yeah. that you want to do and things like that. And it almost is like this spiral of once you start doing them, now you're just like, well, now I'm damned to hell. Yeah. Well, I'm fucked. Yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. be saved now cause I'm this way. And it makes you feel so terrible. And you, you try to do the good things in life. Like I, I try to be a good person, but then you're like, but I like doing things like. Drinking alcohol or whatever, you know, you you know, they make Messy. you or smoking weed. Religion would make you feel like, well, you're a sinner. You're kind of fucked if yeah. you can't quit.
4: Yeah, or just go have fun with my friends. You know, goof off. You know, be a kid. You know, fuck shit up occasionally. I mean, that's yeah. what you're supposed to. You're supposed to experience, yeah. and yep. and all of that was like way denied. denied, and it was like weighted on me. Like, yeah, that it's the, horrible. That it's horrible, and that was that was how I kind of saw through the bullshit. Because yeah. luckily, for whatever reason, I had more of an open mind. I don't know. W- I don't know what triggered it exactly, but um, I just i I was the one person that st- I had to have stood out. Like going to a Baptist church, they're very strict. I mean, you have to dress a certain way. You have to go to Bible study a few times a week. I kind of talked about this, like, and I was not that at all. Like, I think I,
2: it's subconscious, man.
4: Yeah. I don't, I mean, I had every reason to be like them. You know, you know, I went, I spent time with all of these people. Like I knew, and I knew that even though they came across as harsh, I knew it. I know that in their heart, they believed that they were doing the right thing. You know, some of them obviously, you know, had more of an ego and, and, yeah. and whatnot. And then that's where, you know, the bad image of a, you know, a fake Christian, you know, gets, gets played. But I think I will say this though that like the few that I would meet that were legitimately authentically Christian, like they had a like a legitimate relationship that they believed with Christ, they stood out as something different. They're rare. I mean, they're rare amongst, amongst religious people, but when you meet someone who has a legitimate, you know, relationship and they try to live like Christ, there's something that stands out about them.
3: There is it's usually that uh, old guy or whatever, yeah. it could be an older lady too. Yeah. They just have this, that Aurora of they're always just so like, well, I think yeah.
2: it's because you recognize they enjoy life. Yeah.
3: yeah. They it's basically, they were able to get, have like a shroom trip, but never probably have to take shrooms. They just finally accepted like through religion is like, as long as I'm just a good person and I enjoy life, like yeah. that's all that really matters. Like family, god just trying to do the right thing as best you can and if you fuck up you're just like sorry god but you know who i am like i'm not a i'm not perfect stop i'm you know i'm not so as long as i say yo i i fucked up and they just have that like that kind of vibe of like i don't give a fuck to an extent i think
2: it's because they enjoy life like growing up and uh being a catholic and going to multiple churches we did come across certain fathers that were different and then like two in particular stood out one smoked a lot and he like kind of cussed and he didn't care right Uh and then there was another one that sometimes cussed and he kind of like laughed about it (laughs) or like you knew he was cool because he enjoyed life he didn't deny people enjoyment exactly yeah and then there was the other ones that were hardcore as shit and you're like man dude's a fucking prick right yeah yeah
3: because i think that's what religion's trying to teach is like it's about moderation. It's not a bad thing if well, you say a couple cuss words and make a funny joke because right. you're like well, trying to The bond thing and, is, that
2: they need to back up on like, you need to be a, this linear way. No, you need to let people know, hey, these are some teachings that'll make your life better if you go yeah. by them. But guess what? Enjoy life. It's okay to stray. It's okay to ponder and do this and that and this and that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just It's all right. It's 100% okay. Just Yeah,
3: just it's, The only time if it's becoming an issue, then just identify it. That's the thing. That's the problem is that you can't usually if you're like, oh, people go ahead. That's why they don't like that because they're like, hey, people think a little bit and stray. And then they're like, oh, well, I don't want to come back to church or something. (laughs) And I don't want to go to this church. I mean, that's the part of the problem. A lot of people who are going to church, they're the ones funding how they want the church to be there's, so. an-
2: there's another idea for us to make a church make one based on the notion of enjoying life <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right why not dude uh, give psychedelics yeah. a reprogram right, we right? Ca- we've
3: been joking about that for a long time i'm We're, always like it
2: would be it's just my thought
3: always is i'm just like i don't know then we just turn into some fucking and a target for
2: like the cia and shit, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and shit. i'm like i don't want uh even though i would enjoy the free taxes but or
3: the no taxing, but
4: I'll, uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about like kind of what happened to me after that experience. Yeah. Cause it, there's
3: yeah. something that we yeah. talked about your, uh, you having cancer. Is that when you got yeah. cancer
4: a little bit after that yeah. ego death? Yeah. After that ego death experience, uh, maybe, I don't know how far I want to say four, five months maybe later. Um, yeah. I start noticing I'm having like weird health problems. Like, uh, there's a lump on my neck, and uh, I'm starting to have like horrible night sweats where I'm just soaking the bed. I wake up and like my clothes are dr- dripping. I could like drip water and it bounces off of me. Like the bed's completely soaked. Like Damn. I'm like, yeah, so there's, something's not some, right. Something's not right. And I just had this weird intuition. Like I I I need to. I need to figure it out immediately. Like, There's something, that I, I need to figure this out immediately. So I go to my doctor and he's kind of trying to drag me through this process, give me antibiotics, you know, let's do an x-ray and then slow. And, and I'm like, no, this needs to happen quick. Like, yeah, this is, I know something's not right. Something's not right and I, I knew it in like my soul that there was something wrong and Uh, he was kind of talking about doing a CT scan, which was what would ultimately reveal that I had cancer. Um, and I I was like, we got to do this now. So we go do it and I find out that I have Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is, you know, thankfully, you know, not too many. It's not a, it's a weird thing to say. I'd be thankful for cancer. Thankfully, I got a cancer that was the second most treatable cancer next to, uh testicular cancer and but it had progressed pretty far. I was at stage 3. So like my lower and upper half were covered in um swollen lymph nodes which is like a part of the effect. It's a blood cancer. So um yeah, I find that out and you know, I have a I have now he's now 6 years old, my son. So he was about 4 years old at the time. And because I went through this ego death experience, like it changed me so much that, you know, I just took this as like, this is another, you know, stepping stone in my life and it's going to help me grow. I had this ego death experience that helped me grow. Now I have this, it's going to, it's going to help me grow.
3: I was going to just interject a little bit. Yeah. It's like really weird. It's almost like as if the trip in life happened somehow of like, preparing you mentally where you're like oh my god
4: because if i honestly think that that trip probably potentially saved my life because if i would have been diagnosed prior to that trip the asshole piece of shit that i was i would have been devastated by it i mean it would have it would have rocked me as a person and i would have just thought i was gonna die i would have given up i would yeah i would have given up and and the placebo effect is a real thing. Yeah. If your
3: brain starts believing you're going to die, you have a higher chance of dying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The body starts giving up because that's the signal you're giving it, right?
4: Yeah. And if if there is a God, he definitely interjected in my life, right? And that, like, with that experience. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if that's ever like an example of like somebody reaching out to you, like, to say, hey, I think it was
2: you, man. Yeah. I think it was your subconscious that made you try the psychedelics. And then that's why.
4: Possibly. I
2: think it was like the subconscious knew that something's wrong. This isn't right to this programming, which led you to shrooms. Possibly. The second time to do a higher dose. Because it was like the first time you tasted a bit. It's like there's something there i like it yeah and then the second time your consciousness was probably like we need to see it we need to see it maybe what is maybe
4: that's possible uh, that's that's Uh, even kind of a crazier way to look at it
3: yeah that's more of like a deterministic (laughs) view though like Mm, like like as in the universe is set up in a specific way and
2: we have no free will (laughs) yeah
3: yeah. which you're kind of getting you see what i'm saying because the the
2: god thing is the notion of Set up in a certain way that has no free will. The fact that his subconscious, like basically him, kind of like was fighting that programming and he, he tasted shrooms, right? And now the conscience knows, hey, this, this is, is how I can break out of this it, is an which opportunity. led him to do it the second time, which the second oh, time was the breakthrough. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's very possible. I mean, yeah. either way, it was profound. It was a, yeah, I mean, regardless of what, what, why I, what circumstances led to that moment, it felt like it happened for a, a reason, to whatever reason that is it is irrelevant. but I uh, yeah, I, I get I go through cancer treatment. I'm, I went through six months of chemotherapy, and it was a hard, like a harder drug regimen of chemotherapy. so I, I endured like every two weeks, I sat down in a hospital. For like four or five hours, and just had a chemo drip uh, through me. Through your blood? Yeah.
3: And just you know, IV it, and just sit yeah. there forever.
4: I remember one of the worst things is after I would get up from chemo to go home, uh, I would piss in the toilet there, and it would just be like pure chemo drugs. I'm pissing out. Like, uh, that was probably one of the worst parts of that whole experience Is just Damn. that feeling of uh, I'm emptying this poison out of my, my body. <laughs> it's
3: literally like some sort of, uh, modern medicine is crazy, man. They literally are just like, yeah, you have this thing we need to kill. We're just literally going to put cancer pesticides <laughs> in your blood. It's yeah. going to be horrible. For- oh, yeah. It's radiation, basically, oh, yeah. isn't it?
4: Yeah. I mean. Almost. I mean, it's just, I, it kills good and bad cells. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not, it's. And it's why, like, thankfully I'm young that I had this because if I would have endured that at a much older age, it would have been a lot more rough. I can't even imagine dealing with, I'm thankful that I was fairly, you know, I've always kind of taken care of myself. You know, I'm I'm not super fit or anything, but I've I've eaten healthy, and when I get off track, I kind of pull myself back in and and so on and so forth. So this type of cancer was probably... A random, I just got randomly unlucky.
3: Yeah, I got got lucky that it happened early yeah. when you
4: were 60. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I go through this experience, and it forces me to face the fact, you know, we're all going to die one day. Yeah. And I need to cut out the rest of the bullshit that I was dealing with in my life. So I have the ego death experience. I have the cancer. And it really put me in a place of, like, I don't. I don't want to say I want to be a Buddhist, but I. Yeah. I mean, it just really made me want to just be a good person. You know, yeah. this life is short, and I need to accept other people for who they are because they're going through struggles just like me and just like everyone else. And I didn't accept that before. I used to think that. If they didn't think like me, they're fucking stupid. I I'm the smart one here. I figured it out. I used to have that kind of mentality.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of people do. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) There's somebody that said that that when the you like everybody thinks. Well, better yet, we were saying that. Remember that one time when we were in the woods on (laughs) a fucking trip, (laughs) and at the very close to the end, we were talking all about stuff, religion and politics, and then like at the end of the day. Everybody thinks they fucking know something, man. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. At the end yeah, of the day, you and I say
2: that all the time. Well yeah. People think they know something. Everybody
3: uh. thinks they know something, man. That's yeah. the problem. It's like yeah, you but- only know you unless someone is nice enough to give you their ex- human experience. That's why when I talked to not a shaman <laughs> that <laughs> he was uh you know, your experiences, I was like, Yeah, that's that just is like a perfect way to explain it. Ego death and that really the best way to be happy is like just in my opinion and what I've seen and probably what you kind of seen with like psychedelics and everything you've been through is like just being as best of a person as you can be and try to be happy.
4: Mm, yeah.
3: It's, I mean, it goes back to you, you choose. Enjoy life. Yeah. You ch-
2: enjoy life. Choose what you makes you happy. But we're, we're, it's so hard though in society. Society's programmed to make you unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. hundred oh, percent. Social especially, media. Especially you, if you live in cities. Those yeah. people that live out in the country, rural areas, they're a lot happier. And because, you know, they don't really worry with the mundane bullshit, right? Of like bills, what do you have? What what don't you have? What does your neighbor have that you don't have? Or, you know, your coworkers? No. You don't really worry about that shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's why a lot of people go out and they get off grid and they live happier, right? It's yeah. because they got out of the material bullshit yeah. program. They, they
4: realize that money is not, is important that's yeah. a big thing is like realizing material wealth is just it's not it's, important is yeah i mean it's it, it, it can be good and you can enjoy it just like it, you can have balance with anything else Yin in your and life yang, yeah like balance your yeah. life but the and, thing
2: <laughs> about society is that it's made everyone think that they can be rich billionaires yeah. every single one of them yeah. and it's like it's not like that oh this yeah.
4: whole bitcoin era so everyone's <laughs> rushing
2: <laughs> to to be as rich as possible
3: right yeah. The biggest problem is, is, well, I shouldn't say biggest, but a big problem is social media too. Cause now Damn. even the rural people can see, Oh, these rural people <laughs> think that are like, they have all this cool shit. Cause <laughs> the, ins- the internet will filter yeah. and give them what they want. So it's like, even the people who used to might be a lot more like, I don't care. Like whatever. About yeah. the, I got my four wheeler. Now they're seeing videos of like, People with badass four-wheelers in their badass right. truck. And now they're like, right. I got to get the badass truck with the badass three-wheeler right. or four-wheeler in the back. <laughs> and, like, I need a dirt motor cross track. And I need a fucking shooting range and 15,000 guns. And it's, like, it's the internet's, like, programming. Even people who used to be harder to program who seemed like they didn't really give a fuck. They were redneck. I don't give a fuck about that. So, and now they're like, well, I do want stuff just in what I want, which Damn is guns. right. And, so they
2: Cletus can't have the latest <laughs> shotgun. And I yeah. ain't got none. Yeah, I got like that old 12 <laughs> gauge, and Cletus over there has got a fucking the uh barrel ammoed one where it just oh. pop. pop, 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 and, pop. The, and then uh, I don't know.
3: Cletus has also got his uh, this rifle from the 1776 Kentucky long rifle, it's the best thing he's got.
2: Not <laughs> only that, you seen Cletus's wife? God damn, them knockers are huge. <laughs> <laughs> how much you think he paid for them <laughs>
3: <laughs> now he's got everything he want he got win a Winnebago and everything Damn. Yeah.
4: so mm-hmm. I since cancer I had a few more psychedelic experiences where I did low doses of mushrooms but I tried to with everything that I dealt with with the ego death I s- kind of wanted to control it I tried to control these experiences because I didn't, I know where it can go and I, it's not something I wanted to do again just because it was so intense. And, and then with you, you know, recently yeah, uh, I did, I told you I did like three and a half grams. It was more like four and a half. I, I said that out loud to myself when I was starting to panic. <laughs> if, if I did, I tell, my, tell myself, if I do a little less, I I say, if I say I do a little less, then I'll be fine. You know, I'm just, I'm right. I'm right along the lines of you. You're having a good time, you know, yeah. you're... <laughs> and I was starting to panic a little bit. And then I just, I let go. Yeah. One. You,
3: you start just realizing like, yeah. Cause if you go in there with a mindset, that's the problem with them is people go in there with like this thought of like, it's either they don't know and they're in a negative mindset, or they go into like thinking, I'm going to see something. I yeah, need to see. Yeah. There's like a, there's an objective of yeah. this. And, and then they start realizing probably all their problems and insecurities are like, oh, fuck, too much, too much fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> that, <that's, laughs> it was a trial. That's 100%
4: true. And uh-huh. we, we did it in nature. And that was the first time I'd ever experienced it yeah, That was it in a nature. great idea. Oh, was like that, That's am- funny,
2: isn't it? That you went back to nature for oh. that? It, it growl, because you it, had to get away from. Yeah. Society, yeah. it's It's not
3: fun. It, it's it's not as much fun when you got to be in the concrete jungle. Uh, yeah. It's not. It's yeah. or your concrete cell. You call it mean, house. Yeah. Or whatever. If
4: you if, if there's a sense of you being trapped at all, it just it takes away from the experience. Being in yeah. nature is where you're supposed to right. be. And yeah. and I and it it was the first time I really let go. Yeah. And that and that's why I had such an amazing experience because I I when I started to panic, I just started focusing on the visuals. And it was beautiful day out. Yeah. We were sitting there looking at that grass field that was on a hill. Oh, and yeah. And the tree the, line in the background. The, tree, the trees
3: were turning into some, for me, <laughs> I never, I forgot to say this. There's this one tree that was looking like some tool art. Oh, like really? The, the stu- there was this one big white tree and then all the little trees next to it and limbs in front of it. And it was looking <laughs> like the tool lateralis kind of shit where like the skulls nice. split oh, open and wow. the human body. And it's just like, I was like. Oh, it looked like, but it wasn't scary. It was like, it looked like something out of your anatomy textbook, you know what I mean? Like, but just splitting open and closing just constantly, just like,
1: wow.
4: Well, that, that experience, I mean, it was probably one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. I mean, hands down, it it, it actually changed the way I view psychedelics that, that one experience. And now if I do them, I know I'm going to be in a lot better mindset. I'm going to, I'm embrace it more like. It did a lot for me. You helped me a lot, and I can tell you're you've, you're a person who's been through a lot of things. And you you said some really wise things to me that kind of helped me guide me through that. And I yeah. I, I appreciate that. And yeah. uh, it made one thing it made me realize is that I was abusing marijuana.
3: Oh yeah, because since I was a past abuser as well, I kind of said things that I was like, yeah, like I like weed, but it. If you do it too much, it clouds you. Yeah, it just makes everything everything so like monotone.
2: And you know what? You, you guys need to speak more on that because there's a lot of people that abuse that shit. Yeah. Man, and they, think, they, they're okay. they think, they're okay. yeah, think they're okay. They think they're okay. They think you're just some, uh, you know, conservative yeah. asshole, just tr- all religious uptight motherfucker saying something. But yeah, no, no. it's and, true.
4: And, and, it, and it took this experience to make me realize that. Because mm-hmm. I was that way, I was like, if I'm if I'm stoned all the time, I'm just gonna always be happy, and I'm gonna. This is what I'm thinking was should happen, but that's not what was happening. Well, yeah, I
3: just put you in a cloud. Yeah, you're of in like all time. You're in a
4: bubble, and everyone else around you is living life and dealing with you know suffering and like the real way. And here I am, like internalizing everything. Yeah. And
3: well, it's it goes back to yin and yang, and just like with alcohol, same kind of thing. If once you start abusing something. It takes it to a not good level anymore for you mentally, yeah you know a little bit's good, you abuse that like we said, you abuse alcohol, then you never think about anything, and weed kind of that's what starts to happen yeah. you you when you smoke it very rarely, it gives you this like new kinds of thoughts sometimes yeah. and ways to look at yourself, but then when you do it every fucking day, it just is literally like as if it's the you have the t v on
4: but all <laughs> it's doing is the
3: channel three. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean, I was, like, in a constant <laughs> existential crisis because of it. Yeah. Like, like just, I was thinking about thoughts that, you know, only fucking phys- physicists and scientists think about all day long. Like, yeah. I, I'm not thinking about real-world stuff. Like, er- everybody else's real problems. Mm-hmm. And since, you know, I was eating edibles all day. I was, you know, hitting my vape uh, all day. Like, yeah. I, I was just constantly high.
3: Were you, did you really pick it up though once you started, when you had to do chemo and stuff? Oh yeah, I mean. So that, it was kind of like
4: a double. Yeah, so I I knew that it helped get me through chemo in such a profound way that I just kept, I was like, once I finished treatment, I was like, why wouldn't I just carry this habits back. And continue on. Continue on with my life. And, you know, now when i do it if and when i do it i haven't done it for uh, you know a week few weeks now and except for today yeah and now i can appreciate it you know yeah. you know i can appreciate the experience i can appreciate you know what i used to appreciate about it when i first started smoking weed you know yeah. many years ago like i'm now i'm back in that place and now it kind of brought balance again yeah it for feels me.
3: nicer than When you're just in a constant cloud, you can't remember where you, I always had the trouble with like, I just couldn't remember where I put shit half the time. And it was so annoying. And when I came out of the fog and started working out and stopped smoking, I was like, Oh my God, this is what your brain feels like when you haven't been fucking smoking every goddamn day. (laughs) I guess the drug commercial was kind of right. This is your brain on (laughs) normal. And this is your brain on drugs. (laughs) If you smoke enough weed, it's not life it's not life threatening, like, t- like you'll, your brain will come back it, but it, it does kind of like put your brain in a mush if you're just always smoking yeah. Just constantly
2: yeah and there's people that do it all the time yeah, all And day. their
3: brains always they're the type that you talk to them and they're like you just seem like they're on an antidepressant or something just like like i was i was always just like yeah man whatever man like it's you, you turn to that stoner you're just like yeah i don't care man it's whatever you talk and then when you stop doing it you actually come back to life You know, you're actually like talk loud, get excited about things and not just be like, you know,
4: well, before I was so quick to suggest people to smoke pot now, now I'm like, maybe some people, yeah, but other people, there's a lot of people I know that abuse it and they're not happy. Like, and I, I was one of those people and I was like suggesting other people do it. And now I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's not for Everyone, you know, you know,
3: yeah, I tell people it may be a one time thing just to see, but even then, if you don't want to, don't do it. Yeah.
4: I don't think there's anything wrong with regularly smoking weed. If you are a mature person who can handle it and look at it objectively, but if it's just consuming who you are, that's, that's not okay. It's not a normal life. You're going to be a miserable person.
3: Yep. Who would have thought the 420 special was also therapy
1: <laughs> <laughs> the therapy session yeah, for stoners
3: yeah it's yeah. it's really but this is the kind of stuff that it needs to be said yeah because we when we've all talked about this kind of stuff obviously psychedelics can help get you there if you be like you need them if you don't you don't whatever but it's like you're not know, At the end of the day, people do need and want to hear about stuff like this, I think, because everybody's it's the problem is and we've talked about it before recently on the show is that everybody's thinking stuff, but they just won't fucking say it. They won't say, it. you know, that's why sometimes in therapy, they'll literally be like, if the person's like, yeah, I think I'm a drug addict. No, you are a drug addict and admit it. I am a drug addict. Sometimes you just got to say it like, I know I'm messed up. And I need this to be fixed if I want to be happy. But people will just keep pushing it back and yeah. pushing it back and pushing I it back. I also
2: think it's because there's a stigma into making people think that if they're that way, it's messed up. Yeah. It's not messed up. Yeah, That's the thing. Yeah. It's not messed up. Okay, You just have an addiction or yeah. a vice, Okay, yeah. and you need help. Yeah, you're, it, yeah. Then you're the first step struggle. is to realize admit that it. it's you. Yeah, admit yeah. it.
3: That's yeah. what I'm trying to get at is like, Sometimes you gotta admit it. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to scream, but what I'm saying is, is people will pe- keep pushing it off to like, yeah, but, I don't but have an issue. I think an it's an the issue. stigma behind it. Like,
2: oh yeah. shit, it's because it's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And no,
3: yeah. It's, it's not. It's just not say, fucked
2: just, up. No, you it's,
3: just talk to somebody about it. Say like, hey, I, I have a problem with heroin. And it's really ruining my life. Or even just weed, like we're talking about. I mean, yeah, people look at it like. Yeah, don't it's even just... admit you have a weed problem. Fuck you, you're dumb. I was one of those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're dumb. You can't have a weed problem. Yeah. Even the <laughs> Fucking it's like Randy Marsh. <laughs> you gotta be one of those guys that's like, I I don't have a weed problem, but I gotta go smoke a bowl real quick before we talk <laughs> <Yeah>. about it. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah man I'm,
3: I'm definitely not addicted i can stop at any minute Ooh. <laughs> i just don't want to because <laughs> weed's not addictive bro I,
4: and i think that's a big problem with the war on drugs in general is yeah. that I, I think that we want to paint the problem with like hard ad- drug addiction like heroin meth and so yeah. on as we want to bl- like society the government wants to blame the drug it's not the drug's fault that your life is fucked up like it's my, it's amplifying it and it's making it worse. It's making you get into the pattern of making yeah. these bad decisions. But that's why like when you know, a drug addict gets arrested and he goes to detoxes in jail or prison and he comes back, he's still living the same life. He's surrounded by the same people and the yeah. s- potentially the same friends. Why, I mean, why did he do the drug in the first place?
3: Yeah, that's the problem. That's why in a lot of countries where drugs have become more open, with their country, though, of course, they have better health care, like from the government, so you can do this, that these people, cause, and obviously we, won't, we don't have to get into the whole healthcare thing, but at least in those countries, if you're basically homeless, you could just go into a rehab for pretty much free and, like, get help, or they give you the drugs, you get help, that's the whole purpose is that make it decriminalized so the government can give you help and give you the drugs if you need to finally get off of it. And then now that you don't have to feel pressured is like, you got to be secretly like you're trying to keep your job, but you're in the back of the bathroom doing heroin and you don't, you can't tell anybody
2: that it's cause they're like, they find out. They'll be like, Oh, how could you? Well, like why? First of all, the reason people do drugs, it's because of the programming. The programming is fucking with who they are. Yeah, okay. yeah. that's a good way to say it. I mean, if if we look at it, right, people are trying are drugging themselves up to get away from the bullshit, right? Whatever yeah. it may be, whatever drug it may be. And it's like the problem is the programming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have a good point. Even
2: saying that asking the government to give you something to help you out, that's a fucked up thing to say too. The government has to like yeah. you know what I mean? Like they're holding ransom basically, the shit that you are addicted to, and they need to help you. See, the programming. The programming yeah. is the biggest yeah. fucking problem in the world today. Yeah. We're we're programmed a, a certain way and it's bullshit. It's it goes yeah. against who we are.
3: My thing is is I think if you're looking at it as a if you're trying to be good to all humans, that's the problem though with yeah. governments aren't gonna why would they really be like, Why are we gonna allocate resources to help people that could just take up more jobs and like try to become I don't know, do something with their life? They don't care, they make money off the prisons, they it's make money like, off the
2: cops. I think the thing with people, I think early on, we're supposed to teach kids to appreciate things. It's kind of like what they say about gun control. If you teach a child early yes. on in life that a gun is deadly as hell, yeah. they'll appreciate how to use that thing. Yeah. Like, they're not going to fucking go out and shoot someone, yeah. right? It's kind of yeah. like in Germany, in kindergarten, they teach kids to use tools. And now they grow up with an appreciation mm. of how to use tools tool. right yeah. they're not something to mess around with they're you know tools and that's the thing i think uh, to teach people to appreciate life it, it's an education problem but yeah we're programmed a different way yeah yeah to just because well, want can, shit <laughs> yeah
3: because we get born a lot of the reason why people someone's probably going to get addicted is because you were just born to somebody that they probably didn't even have fucking life figured out. And they're, you're trying to guide you and you just, you know, and the, some of those parents like fuck up their kid, don't do it right. You know what I mean? And people yeah. get addicted to drugs or that kind of mentality. Or they're just an addictive person. I don't, you know what I mean? Like,
4: yeah. And I do think that people that do like heroin or meth and they're yeah. like deep into the addiction, it does become like the drug. I mean, as soon as you're coming down, you're feeling awful. and yeah. So, like, there is a constant between you and the drug. Yeah. So, it's not all just you hate your life and everything. There is an aspect to it that is. Yeah,
3: once you get it, it's like cigarettes. Yeah. People, once they start, like, at first, I'll smoke a cigarette, and yeah, it'll give me a little buzz, but I don't give a fuck. Mm. If the problem is with cigarettes, it's like, you take one, you take one, 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 two, 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 three, 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 four, four, and then if you try to stop, it's now become before it was like you controlled it and you got a high from it. Now it's like literally your body's now starting to go meow, meow, like hunger. It yeah. literally turns it into where just yeah. like you get hungry and your brain will literally start sending signals yeah. like, uh, where's my fucking smoke? Where's my yeah. meth at? Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit I, like that. I think,
4: I think at a certain point that when people reach a certain level of addiction, like no matter what, Circumstances change in their life. You know they still have this problem that needs taken yeah. care of, and they need the detox period. They they're gonna need therapy. They're gonna need a lifestyle yeah. change.
2: No, I agree with that. But I think the the original problem is still gonna be yeah, that's still the def- programming. Just because yeah. everyone gets yeah. high or whatever to feel good, and why do you want to feel good? Because you don't feel good, right? Yeah,
3: especially if you're doing it all the time because you're just trying to run away. Yeah, and you just keep doing it, doing it, doing it to keep running, I mean, running, running. If you're running.
2: someone that just you know enjoys life, you know, and someone out in the country that they're just happy-go-lucky, and it's because and they have a positive outlook, and they're like, this motherfucker doesn't do drugs. <laughs> 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 what the hell's going on? Because he was wasn't pro. T- they were. They weren't programmed in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Goddamn, that was a fucking trip. Yeah, man. So I guess this will probably get wrapping it up somewhat soon this has been a long-ass podcast but we'll just but a good one yeah it's been fucking badass that's why i've been like normally i'm like okay we could pretty much wrap it up but this one's like i'm just looking at the time and i'm like damn this has been good the whole fucking time (laughs) time's moved by so fast Uh, and it wasn't
2: offensive either dude like i know this is our nice listening and they're like oh they've gotten too offensive Hey, check this one out. Tell your friends about this one. This yeah. one's this one's pretty good. All right. This one. I were... mean, all of them are pretty good. But uh, if if, if, if you don't like, you know, the shit talking we do, this one. Share this one. This one's awesome. Yeah, this
3: one's definitely more of the
2: family-friendly out- PG like <laughs> <outside laughs> the
4: <laughs> circle therapy. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I could be a part of this. I, I know. Thanks. Well, that's
3: why I told. I knew when him and I had talked on our on our trip, I was like. He'd be good for 420. He's had oh, yeah. like some crazy, like just a just an interesting life and crazy trips. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like you've gone through a lot. And when we were talking about it, I'm like, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that people need to hear. Yes. And I think I don't want to make it too sexist, but obviously more a lot of men struggle. I think a lot of it's all it's overlooked a lot that yeah. you know it's like we were joking about it that there's all this lgbtq groups and feminist groups and you know I mean, all these groups for everybody else but the there's there's no such thing as a, pr- a pro man group and i'm like yeah that's because if a m- men started trying it and to start it the real men would be like ain't no fucking pussy that's <laughs> oh god then we ruined it uh, <laughs> we're on uh, an hour uh, and a half
2: uh, damn. god <laughs> damn professor it. satan god damn it
3: <laughs> i shouldn't have brought it up <laughs> I knew that was it was gonna go there, but anyways. It adds the player. We had to add the one last year. They were oh like, Hey, wow, God. they they did it. Good job. They and, did
2: then, it, and then <laughs>
3: Professor Satan. Right God at the end. <laughs> but, so pretty much after that, that leads you to here, right? Yeah. Here and now.
4: Here and now. Here and now I just I wanna be even a nicer person. I wanna you know i i was interested to come on this podcast cuz it's the first time i've ever done this before and because that's an aspiration i've always had was to start a podcast and i kind of wanted to see your setup see how you guys do things and just you know give me an idea and i, I really appreciate both of you having me here
2: we appreciate you being on here
4: Yeah, oh, thank
3: you, you. yeah cuz we need but that's the whole point of this podcast is that i was telling you is that it's you know when you listen to the podcast, like come on, anybody who comes on the podcast, you're a somebody. <laughs> we we yeah. kind of said that it's a you know you're somebody when you come here. Yeah, so, so
2: uh, <clears throat> yeah, the, the the premise of the thing of the podcast was to you know talk about what people don't want to talk about, right? And at the same time, have guests that are just the audience, anyone of the audience, right? People, common people like you and me, no celebrities, no really high academia people, you know what I mean? Yeah, Just real people. Make it relative in the most basic way. Someone else that's like you and me. Yeah,
3: because it's too much out there, like the CNNs and all the news. It kind of always makes you seem like, oh, you're just a nobody. You just listen to the
2: you listen or, to our pro- or like joe rogan he's always got high level celebrities
4: yeah. well because this just is like, like
3: mm. it, it's too big he's, it's gotten to yeah, where yeah, it's, it's like
4: too big yeah he's sold he's he's had to sell out a little bit i mean yeah. if, if you got a hundred million plus thrown at you and yeah you're think, sell out. you're thinking about your family and their future and yeah and, and I, I don't hate <laughs> him for no, it I, I agree and I, I still listen to him yeah. My perspective on him is changing a little bit. Yeah, I, of course. I, I think that he's now become a little weaker on some stances, and yeah, when I listen yep. to him, like he, uh, he's like a more defensive of like hard left ideas. Like he'll argue in a form of a more emotional state now. Before he would was all about you know thinking about things logically.
3: Yeah. Now it's now as I always make the joke with Joe Rogan's podcast. Jamie could just record like a hundred things that he says about what like anytime they bring up music, I could tell you what he's gonna say. Like if anyone brings up music, he's like, "That's a drug, right? Music's a drug. Like you, you
1: people, <laughs> people play
3: it and you get a feeling. That's cool, right? That's a thing. Yeah. Every time, every time now, ever since he said that, it's like because he knows he's got to be safe. He knows he can't say, "Oh, that's gay," since Spotify might be like, "Well, we're we're taking away your contract. We're taking it away now because people don't like that you said that joke." Yeah, so that's what happens when you sell out. You lose creative freedom.
2: Apparently, Spotify is not gonna get us because of me. You know, that dude's always saying that's gay. (laughs) Don't don't get that guy. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. We're gonna have to apparently if we. I don't know. they will kick us off maybe. I don't know.
2: No, like they'll be like, hey, we'll give you this much, but get rid of Professor Satan. God damn it. <laughs> they just give us money to leave. That you be even
3: better. They're like, hey, just stop. We already kind of like said that you could be on our thing, but we're, we, we want you to stop being yeah. on it.
2: We're like, oh, okay. Yeah, get we'll rid pay of you the, to stop. Get rid of the personas, Mad Mac and Professor Satan. Go, go hard left y'all go hard
3: left we have to go hard left on all our stances now we're like we it's almost like you've seen wayne's world oh yeah Yeah, like wayne's world he's like it's like it's sad when people only do things because they're getting paid for it and he's wearing full reba the whole whole skit the whole skit is all that being like he's like hey we need you guys to run this commercial you don't mind right and they're like pissed off because they're like we don't want to run a commercial that's like selling out or whatever. It's not a commercial we want to do. And they're like, so the whole, after he's like, well, it's part of your contract. Like you have to do this commercial. And, uh, Wayne and Garth will be doing like things like holding a bag of Doritos like this. And he's like, yeah, I just don't think we should sell out because that would be terrible or whatever. We don't agree with that. Right. And it's like, he's doing a commercial and then it'll go to Garth. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to sell out either, man. And it's like, He's holding something and he's like, oh, okay, guys, stop. Stop. I'm getting a headache. Little yellow, different. And it's like <laughs> the, the oh, type yeah. of headache medication he's about to take. <laughs> like, and that's when it finally gets to Garth being like, it's so sad that people only want to do things. It's getting paid for it. It's like that with us. We just start going super lefty. And we're like, it's sad when people change their views just for money. And it's like, you're sitting there with like a stack of bills. Like I I totally believe all wokeness uh, ideology now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Your money. And this is coming
2: from <laughs> Professor Latinx. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: semi-passive-aggressive Mac. <laughs> Oh shit. Who do- shit. in parentheses who also drinks soy lattes. So I'm a little calmer now. Yeah, we I drink soy lattes. Yeah, we don't have any
2: wine anymore. We just have soy lattes, okay? Yeah. And, and we're full blown pro California. Like that's what yeah. we do, right? If you don't live in California, you're uh nobody. You're a Republican <laughs> and you should hang yourself. <laughs> oh god. Okay, well. Well, But I'd never do that.
3: Fuck that. Yeah, we would not. Because this this is Professor Satan
2: and Mad Mac with
4: Not a Shaman.
2: Hell yeah. And this (laughs) has been Outside the Circle. See you guys later. Professor Satan here. Just wanted to remind you guys to follow, like, subscribe, and follow us anywhere that you can get podcasts at Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple Music. Any donations to the podcast is greatly appreciated. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at OutsideTheCircle23 and Hail Satan.